Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Happy summer, everybody. Um, It's summer, which means uh, things are slowing down for some people. They are revving up for other people. I think depending on what industry you're in, uh, what your work is, whether you have kids or not, whether you're a teacher or not, um, whether you are working in faith communities, um, whatever it is, everything that we have our hands into, um, we're either slowing down or speeding up for the summer. uh, as some of you know, I reside in Maryland, and uh, I am very happy about this week because this week is the week that I have barely seen any cicadas. That's right. I'm talking about it again. Cicadas. The 17-year cicadas. <laughs> For those of you that do not live in Maryland or Ohio, from what I understand, um, you do not know about these gross little things, not little, um, that arise every 17 years. I think they called them uh, this year Brood X. But anyway, they have been swarming in Maryland, really gross um, to me anyway, for (laughs) the last four to six weeks. And uh, today I don't hear them at the uh, 80 to 90, sometimes 100 decibel levels. Um, The birds are back. I see the squirrels in the trees and I'm not driving through a minefield of cicadas. So uh, I'm excited about that. So I want to let you know about a few events that I have going on. Uh, Some of you may know that uh, I work and coach across all sectors Uh, business world, organizational life, individual coaching, as well as support leaders who are trying to get better in faith communities. And there is a network that I lead called the Multicultural Worship Leaders Network. And we are having several events uh, that are open for registration right now. Uh, One is uh, a four-week intensive uh, that I am running. It's called Making Room for Diversity. It's on Wednesday nights, uh, just four Wednesday nights. That's it. Four sessions uh, from July 28th through August the 18th. So if you're interested in that, you and your team are interested in that, uh, you can check that out. Also, there is an event on August the 14th. It's three hours. Uh, It's called Leading in Unity Among Division. You can uh, register for those events today. Uh, Registration is open at mwln.org slash events. So uh, go check that out. 
And last, I want to let you know that we are holding, our network is holding our annual October conference here in Maryland, October 7th and 8th. Uh, That will be in person. Uh, We will be gathering. We will be making music together. We'll be creating together. Um, and that will be in person in Maryland that opens up, uh, in late July. So just wanted to tell you about that, uh, before we jump into the topic today. So one of the things I've been thinking about this week in particular is about time. And in my personal life, um, I have been doing a lot of journaling and a lot of, uh, soul searching really about my own relationship with time, uh, trying to notice when, you know, there are things that I tend to rush through, uh, trying to notice when there are things that I uh, am fully present with and give time to, and where are the things in my life that, um, you know, I, I maybe I just seem to have no patience for, uh, or maybe I even tell myself a story uh, that a thing that I want to do or a goal that I want to meet is going to take forever. You ever find yourself in that place? Usually it's around things like, uh, you know, uh, if we want to lose weight or get stronger or something like that, sometimes, uh, or even just go to the gym on a day, right? Sometimes, depending on your personality, you can kind of think through, you know, how much time it's going to take and, you know, all this stuff in order uh, to just get out the door, but you don't always consider uh, or ask yourself the question, like, is that really a true story? And one of the things uh, I've been thinking about with regards to culture work is uh, kind of a story that we have adopted and tell ourselves that the changes we long to make uh, in the area of diversity, uh, in our businesses, in our organizations, in our personal life, in our faith communities, that it's going to take a long time. Many times it's the first thing that I hear from clients that I work with is, you know, we understand that this is going to take a long time. Now, maybe that some of that story, some of that, uh, some of that saying is maybe a, a bit of respect, right? A bit of respect for what it is that we're actually engaging in. And then other times I actually think that this idea, this story Uh, is setting us up for doing nothing or actually doing the least amount of work possible in order to work towards our diversity goals. And here's something that I want to challenge you with if you're listening, particularly if you're an owner of a company or a leader of an organization. And that is, yes, some things will take time. Some things will take a long time in order to see the change that you long to make. But there are lots of things that we can do that will not take any time at all. It's really about priorities. And it's also about levels of impact. So let me tell you what I mean by this today. Sometimes it's easy for leaders to move very slowly or not at all on on an issue like diversity, uh, equity, or inclusion, if this issue doesn't necessarily directly impact the people who are actually making the decisions about 
diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that can be around anything. One of the tricky things in working in culture work and trying to make change in organization is um, for many people, if their organization has been historically monocultural up until the point where they decide that they want to make the transition from monocultural to multicultural, usually that structure has senior leaders um, or board of directors, whoever the decision-making teams are um, in that organization, they are usually all one come from and one culture. And so you can imagine if the work that is being stepped into is work of diversity, but the decision-making team is not diverse, it's a lot easier for senior executives and leaders of organizations to take their time, to take their time moving forward, to take their time making change, to take their time starting practices that will compound over time because they are not directly affected. But what happens in organizations is that usually the employees or the staff is where most of the diversity lies. And so while a senior team or leaders of an organization or a faith community are uh, just taking their time strolling through uh, some of the changes that need to be made, they don't always have an awareness of how it is impacting the rest of the organization. And for many leaders, if they are, uh, the power distance is far away, so they don't really interact with their staff on a normal basis, or they don't interact with people, you know, other than their senior management team, they're completely clueless about the time and the impact that's hap having by decisions that are not being made with regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I have worked with people, uh, clients before, leaders of organizations who uh, have had a conversation with me once I have made my recommendations on where they need to start change. And um, I have uh, engaged with senior leaders and had senior leaders uh, sell a story that they couldn't make a change because of uh, you know, A, the amount of time that it would take, or B, uh, they don't have the staff for that, or C, that if they were to uh, make a change um, or add people to a leadership team or expand and make room for people for input reasons, uh, that it would literally send their organization into chaos. I had a leader use that word with me before, chaos. And yet, 30, 60 days after the conversation that maybe I have about culture work uh, and diversity with a senior leader, 30 to 60 days later, I have watched leaders of organizations make other huge changes in the organization um, that have nothing to do with the culture work that they started with me, um, that have nothing to do with the recommendations that have been made uh, but they are willing to make decisions that throw the organization into chaos or hire a new staff or take the time to do it 
because those things directly impact the senior leaders of an organization. I don't bring this up today, particularly if you're listening and you own something or you're the leader of something to shame you. It's not about that. It's not to make you feel bad, so to speak. But what I do want to do as your coach today is I want to make sure that you have an awareness as a leader, that you always have to be aware of these decisions that you're making or decisions that you are choosing not to make or take the time to make. You have to get close enough to people in your organization or in your faith community to figure out how it is impacting them. Because oftentimes your decision as a leader to not do anything is hurting the very people that you think you are trying to make room for. And I'm going to tell you this, that uh, people that are on board with what you're doing as a leader or what you're doing as an organization, you know, they will only wait so long for you to direct your attention towards the things that they care about. They're not going to give you forever to make the decision about something. They're not going to keep waiting and waiting and waiting for you to get comfortable with conversations about race and culture and ethnicity. Um, They're not going to wait around for you to do this as a leader, for you to feel comfortable or for you to, uh, you know, try to think about when the perfect or right time is. The time is now. The time is now to take the steps that need to be taken. Once you know what to do, move towards them, move towards the how. I'm feeling passionate about this today because I've seen uh, so many different types of organizations where senior leaders take so long to make a decision about things regarding culture work. And honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think it's just that. I think the problem lies in leaders making slow decisions or no decisions about culture work while simultaneously making very strong and fast decisions about other things in the organization, which, uh, and we talked about this before on the podcast, which kind of makes uh, what you're trying to do with culture work, diversity, equity, and inclusion, go down the task list, go down the priority list. Because now the leaders of an organization are making all of these changes uh, to structures and systems that have nothing to do with, uh, at the time, what's actually really important. And the reason I'm feeling so passionate about it today is that because it hurts people. And if you're a leader and you're listening, I want you to know that and hear that. That your decision to not make a decision, your decision to move at a snail's pace with regards to culture work versus other things that are going on in your company or your organization or your faith community is hurting people. Give people the benefit of the doubt that they can tell. People in your organization will always be able to tell where your priority and your focus is, where your love is, where where the things lie that are most important to you as the senior leader or the senior management team. They will know. And so I'm asking you as a leader, or Stephen has 
a person, if you're not, if you work for an organization or if you're just trying to figure out how to get better in your personal life, um, cross-culturally, please just make a decision to move towards it before all the other decisions uh, that are happening around you move to the top of the priority list. Levels of impact. Remember, leaders, just because it doesn't seem to impact you directly right now doesn't mean it's not impacting people in your organization. Get close to them. Get close to what are their needs, what are their desires. Get close to them. In order to do cultural work well, you need to get close to the diversity of the people that work in your organization. Let's have impact. Let's not wait. Let's not believe the story that everything's going to take a really long time. Or if you think that, define it. What is a really long time? Don't let it just kind of hang out here and be, you know, kind of in the nebula of (laughs) undefined terms or undefined statements, right? Let's decide that uh, we're going to get at it. Let's decide to make decisions uh, and not just sort of string people along and have them hanging out there while they are the ones that are being impacted the most. Hey, I see you and I'm cheering loudly for you today. Lean in, lead well. I'll see you soon. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.